Ash, let's do that word ping pong game. Okay. Okay. Wait, this is when I just randomly say what? No, like I say a word, you say the first one that comes to your mind, then I say first thing back and forth. Okay, ready? (laughs) I'm stressed. Plant. Green. Grass. Leaf. Fall. (laughs) Cinnamon. (laughs) Cereal. Lucky Charms. Leprechauns. Clovers. Dog. Dachshund. Weenie. Oscar Mayer. Wiener Schnitzel. Hot dogs. Buns. (laughs) Mustard. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. The freaking toilet bowl around <laughs> hot dogs for toilet so bowls. long. Yeah, like, you know. Oh. <laughs> I've never heard Is of that. Is that not a thing? Toilet bowl? Circles? Sure. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, that was great. Oh, okay. Lovely. <laughs> Anytime we do, like, games like that, I, I get so anxious. You get so nervous. That's why I never tell you ahead of time. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, when we would be in school <laughs> and the teacher would say, okay, let's go in a circle and read a chapter oh, or a paragraph yeah. each. I would count <laughs> to get to my paragraph. I'd read it 30 times before it was okay, my turn. Did and you ever I'd still miscount? mess up. Yeah, I'd still mess up. And you practice the same Out paragraph? Out of pure anxiety, I read seven instead of eight. Yeah. You know, and then I had to like read eight. I'd start seven and the, or, or the person in front of me would start seven and I'd be like, yeah. damn it. Because yeah. <laughs> you're always mine. scrolling through for like the one word you don't know how to pronounce. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. God, it bad. was oh, so much pressure. I'm so I glad I'm so not much in pressure school anymore. On myself back then. Yeah, it was bad. School's hard. School's rough. I feel school? like we don't get enough credit for completing high school. <laughs> also, because like academics is like this. I'm holding up. <laughs> Fingers I was going to say, do you want to? <laughs> holding up a like a two inch margin. Uh-huh. It's this much of like what school actually is because it's so much more about social pressures, emotional, For like sure. hormones forming. Discovering yourself. Boys, friends, parents. Mm-hmm. It's just like so much. And then you're also supposed to do well in your classes and Not that's going to well. determine your future like, very well send help <laughs> I remember being embarrassed like all my friends were going I went to a college prep high school all of my friends were going to like four-year universities mm-hmm. and me and like two other kids were going to like junior colleges and yeah. I remember not saying telling anyone <laughs> I was like I don't want to say where I'm going yeah like, I don't want to let them know I always think about because I so I had like um I had a few scholarship offers mm-hmm. for like like one school is for singing, one school is for like leadership, and the other school is for something else. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but I always think back, and I'm I'm like so curious if my life could have been so different. Oh, a hundred percent. And I don't regret 
where I am right now, like I would not change anything because I love my life. Like mm-hmm. I love everything about my life right now. But but different school, different place. That's different a whole different school. Like would I have met a different guy? A whole different life. Like, yeah. But it's like you can't change one thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like but that's I would have to so change everything. Daunting. That's what's so daunting about choosing your college yep. in high school is it very much so. No, it doesn't like set your future in stone, but it's like the first step. Yeah. Yeah. To a very specific direction in your yep. life. And it's very daunting. I could not. I could not. Yeah. It was hard. Anyways, uh, so sorry to stress everyone out who's in high school or college. I mean, <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the <laughs> podcast. Did we do Your that? future matters. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make the wrong choice or you will regret it every day of your dang life. Uh, that voice you're hearing over there is Taryn. Hi. <laughs> Sam. Oh, um, the other one that you're hearing is Ashley. That's me. Uh, welcome back. <laughs> unsolicited advice i feel like if you're a regular you already know but when we do twofers the second one is a a freaking riot it is always a riot because we're just like we already did one and then we're just kind of like shooting the for the second one it's just so much fun i don't know why i did finger guns that's my move i was like shooting the (laughs) i love finger guns i still do it to this day at random periods of time yeah um hmm what should we talk about? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of something new. Something new, guys. I thought I, I thought I like found my person for a second. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell yeah. us more. Um, I am not going to say too many specifics. I doubt it would ever get to this person. Was it at a? Ash, let me share what I, I want to share. It. I mouthed it. I didn't see your mouth because there's a microphone in front of it. Huh? Oh no, 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 no. Oh. Um, that's unfortunate because that yeah. would have been nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, everyone's like, "What are you talking about?" You wish. No, you knew. I. So I met this guy, which is very like rare for me because my circles. I don't meet anyone in my circles, but one of my circles I happened to meet this guy. I'm tracking. And he was like <laughs> six three. Uh-huh. Just like a really like chill personality, but like nice, has this like thick southern accent, which mm-hmm. I'm like a sucker for. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he is so cute. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank the Lord. Yeah. Loved our interaction. Right. Um, and then I went to Cyberstock and he has a girlfriend. <sighs> Why do they all, they're all married? Have girlfriends or weird. This is the predicament. <laughs> There's no in between. This is the predicament of our age. It's a weird age where a lot of people are just it, they're they're taken. Yeah, like completely married with kids, yeah. settled down, whatever. Or they're in a very committed relationship, or they're weird. Weird. Like w- not just weird. Like all caps with spaces in between each letter. Weird. Like weird, scary, or like they think they're in a frat still and it's not cute because yeah. you're in your 30s. Weird, weird in a broad range. There's a yeah. lot of different ways to be weird, but very capitalized weird. Yeah. No, I li- And it's so I frustrating. It. Yeah. It's I very it. weird. <laughs> so um I posted this TikTok, that TikTok I posted the other day where it's it's that clip of Luke Bryan where he's like, please, 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 please. And then the text said, 
when a, a hot guy walks into church and you're lo- you're <laughs> oh. waiting to see his left hand. Yeah. I'm like, that is literally, I I see a cute guy yeah. and I immediately glance yeah. to see if he has a ring. Well, can we talk about that? Church <laughs> for finding single men. It's impossible. They're not there. No, I s- they no. all get married at like 18. Because, no, first of all, no one's having sex in church. So 90% of everyone gets married very young because they're very excited to have sex. <laughs> Two, every like single guy, they don't go to church. If you so know, it's like you go to church when you're married with kids no. is what it feels like. Because you know, I've tried looking for guys same. in churches. They're not there. Same. They're not there. Same. They're all married with kids or extremely young. But also, if you <laughs> don't happen to be a greeter... <laughs> In the first person <laughs> to shake that guy's hand. I was always envious of the greeter you're, role. You're done. You're done. He snapped. The second a hot, single, good guy, hot. his toe crosses I meant the hot threshold. You said, you said hot right when I said hot. <laughs> I want to clarify. I didn't mean to. Run. The second his big toe crosses the front door, if you're not there to give him your resume of why he should marry you, by the time he gets in the lobby, he's wiped up. Yeah. That's it. You yeah. lost your chance. Yeah. There's, finding a guy at church isn't, is not an option. It's not it. It's unless not Unless you it. happen to be young and going to youth group. Yeah. That's, that's, when, you, that's when you get them. If you're yeah. older than high school, good freaking luck. Yeah. Anyways, so um, <laughs> if you're keeping tabs. That's my thought on Taryn dating in the church. very single. <laughs> you know what we All need to do? To say. What? I'm scared. You know you know, Thanksgiving and... and uh, New girl where they like yeah, invite yeah. single friends. Yeah, yeah. We need to throw a party and everyone, you're not allowed to, allowed you're not allotted. <laughs> you're not allowed word. to come unless you bring a single friend. Well, I For still, all the single people. I'm currently still bitter at everyone I know in my life because there's no way not one person I know in my life doesn't have a friend that they're like, oh, they would be great together. I'm convinced Someone is gatekeeping. Someone someone has something. Someone has an option. Someone has an option for me, and mm-hmm. they just aren't thinking about it because they're so selfish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if I you're listening them. to this, you know who I you are. I hate them. <laughs> I hate them so much. Quit. My Quit. eggs are dying. Knock it off. While you're just focusing on yourself. Do we, like, at what point, that's a great question, at what point do you freeze your eggs? I don't know. My doctor tried to talk to me about it, and I said, can we talk about this next year? I'm not ready. <laughs> she said, no, fun fact, she said, <laughs> she said, sometimes I wonder, like, should you actually say the things you say? Like, everybody knows everything about my life. I have no secrets. Anyways, um, she said that she has girls that start doing it, and they're, like, early to mid-20s. Mm. That's nuts. Ooh, I feel like that's excessive. I I would say in my head, and I I'm not an expert. I wouldn't know. Yeah, <laughs> but in my head, I would think mid thirties is a time yeah. when you would start thinking about that that kind of stuff. Yeah. When you would, you know, because I I feel like forty is when you're like, okay, this might be hard yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I guess it does make sense if you know. Beyond a shadow of a doubt that you want to be a, a mother and have kids and, and you want to ensure that, I understand freezing them. Yeah. I don't think it's something you need to worry about at that young of an age, but... Yeah. But it's, you know. 
it's after she like brought it up. And she, I mean, she wasn't like, you need to freeze your eggs. You're like, okay, your womb is dying. I was it like, was, in what way? Did no, no, no. She like, you? she just was like, we start asking about that because a lot yeah. of women are interested. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm not saying you need to because I think she saw the like pure panic go across I mean, my head. You have zero poker face. face? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm sure she was um, probably startled by your reaction. <laughs> So then I went home and was Googling it, which was a terrible mistake. Never then Google. I was like, Never Google. I was like, oh, my God, it costs so much money it's to freeze them. extremely expensive. And then so much money once you want to use them. Yeah. So, yeah, then I just, like, immediately downloaded dating apps again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. Just a word to the wise. I gotta do this old If ever you way. need to look something up medically for Don't yourself. Have a friend have do it. Have a friend it. do it. Yeah. I mean, even my sister the other night, she woke up in a having a pure anxiety attack. And called me, and I had to Google something for her. And I miss it, Googling <laughs> stuff for Alicia. <laughs> I ended up having to go over <laughs> and take care of it. But yeah. it's just like Google is such a bad yep. thing when you're in a very unsteady state, you know, yeah. or it's or it's a very like sensitive topic. Like it's just better to have, hey, can, when you have a spare moment, yeah. can you Google this? Yeah. Let me know if I need to for sure dive in or if I should not, you know. Well, welcome to the podcast <laughs> where we it's only you. been like 10 minutes and we've talked about freezing our eggs. So this is going to be a great episode. And, <laughs> and we should be talking about things like these. This. These. These. <laughs> My voice cracked. Hello, everyone. It's Taryn and Ashley from Unsolicited Advice. And if you want to listen to our show without ads, you can now. Just go to unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show too. That's unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com. You got to turn it up for us, Ash? Do I? I have a gem of a turn it up for today. I'm so excited because I sat down last night to prep for today, obviously. And right off the bat, two fantastic turn it ups, like right off the bat. I was very much looking forward to reading this. I'm not going to say the title or part of the first sentence because I don't want to give it away. Okay. But uh, we're going to we're going to jump in here, guys. Hi, girls. Hey. (laughs) My because I have a sister. I've grown up my entire life being referred to girls. as girls, the girls. That's interesting because I've, I have brothers, so I've never yeah. really been called that. Everywhere I go, even if they don't know me, hey girls, because I was always yeah. there with Alicia. Yeah. Before I start, I obviously want to be like everyone else and say how much I love your podcast and I listen to it in all caps all the time. Yeah. I listen to it while getting ready in the morning and when I drive to literally everywhere, even if it's just five minutes away. Listening to your podcast just feels like listening to two friends having a conversation, and I love it. Well, you're right. This is two friends having a conversation. I still think it would be hilarious if this is all a scam. 
like we actually hated each other in real life. Like Taryn is not so my funny. bestie. Imagine <laughs> we hate each all other. All the marketing we've ever done ever. <laughs> We're just like really freaking talented actors. I can't stand her. I actually, when I read my emails, I can't even look her in the eye. I won't even look in her direction. <laughs> I'm currently stabbing her under the table <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. Sorry. Getting back into episode. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, now that we got the compliments out of the way, let's get on to my story. So I am 17 years old and I work at a grocery store. Pause. I love the setup. I think I mentioned this in the episode before this, um, but I love details Mm -hmm. and I love that we know your age. We know your job. Like this is very helpful and it's very exciting. Part of my job there is to take the carts from the corral and bring them inside. During this shift, it was around 530 at night when it was time for me to go out and bring the carts in. It was very dark and very cold. I was already upset about doing it. I could see that being like the task no one wants to do. But what was about to come was my breaking point. So usually when I do carts, I just take a bunch at once. I guess that means like a large line of carts. This time I was bringing inside about eight large carts. While I was in the middle of the parking lot trying to push them in, I see a car pulling through a parking spot and trying to turn into the parking lot right where I am. And I think to myself, she has to see me, right? I mean, I'm wearing a bright vest and I'm pushing eight very large carts across the parking lot. It's kind of hard to miss me. But sure enough, I see her keep going. Now, since I have a lot of carts in front of me and I am a short person, I can't exactly see how close she is to the carts. So I just wait there because I can't push the carts out of the way or else they'll hit a parked car. And I can't just move out of the way and leave the carts because the lot is on a hill. So if she didn't actually hit the carts, then they would simply roll down the hill and hit another car. And that would be on me. So I just waited there to see what would happen. And sure enough, she ran into the carts, which caused them to hit me. And I fell hard. (laughs) I fell to the ground even harder while the woman in the car for some reason honked her horn. When, like, she hit me. I get up completely shocked and see another woman coming towards me asking if I was okay. Now the carts, unfortunately, kept going and hit another car. And my first instinct when I got off the ground was to go check and see if that car was damaged. The woman told me, though, to stand still and just breathe for a second. But all I could think of was the car that got hit with my carts. The woman that hit me parked and came up to us and was apologizing and saying how she didn't know what happened. (laughs) And the other woman responded with, uh, well, unfortunately, you hit this girl with your car. (laughs) Which now thinking about it afterwards is pretty funny. Anyways, they took me inside to go to the front desk where my managers were. The woman that checked on me then proceeded to point to me once she got there. And all I could say was, uh, I got hit by a car. (laughs) My managers were speechless and didn't know what to say. They asked if I was okay, and I said I was fine. I started to cry because I'm fragile and (laughs) I cry at any slight inconvenience. That's the worst. Yeah. I hate that. That happened. I feel like I used to be like that when I was younger, like any kind of And then you're so mad you're crying. It makes you cry I get emotional. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I was mostly embarrassed than anything, especially since I was crying in front of one of my super hot managers that you know she not the work. They crush. had a crush on. Ugh, ugh, not the work. Crush. I'm devastated for you. Yeah, Sam. Anyways, my manager called the store manager down and said that since I'm a minor, I have to call my mom and see if she wants to file an accident report. I did, and she said if I wasn't badly hurt, then she didn't think there was a need, but she didn't want me doing carts anymore for a bit. The woman that hit me kept apologizing, but honestly, it didn't seem that sincere. I kept saying it was okay just so I could go home, even though I was furious. Like, how do you not see a girl wearing a bright reflective (laughs) vest with multiple very large carts in the parking lot? After that, I went to my friend who was also working to tell her what had happened. And she laughed and said, I'm never going to let you live this down. So now I'm probably going to be known as the girl who got hit by a car at work. By the way, this actually happened only a few hours before I wrote this, and I can tell you now, everything from my back down hurts. (laughs) But maybe I'll get a coupon from it. (laughs) You better get a coupon from it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much, ladies, for reading the story, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Love, Anonymous. I love this trend of people, something happening to people, and their immediate reaction is writing it down and sending it in. Yes. Like, Yes. I lo- I'm so sorry you got hit by a cart, but I love that the first thing you wanted to do was share it with us. us. That's so fun. Yes. We will take all the things. So. Yes. We love all the drama. Also, that woman, only excuse in my head is you were on your phone. Or no, you're she legally ha- yeah. blind and you shouldn't be driving. You know, yeah. like your eyes are should be wide open to see that. So like she clearly was doing something. I'm going to go ahead and assume phone. Yeah. Well, for her to her first reaction to be to honk, she probably yeah. thought the girl Startled ran her. into her. Yeah. So she wasn't paying attention. Yeah. yeah. That's rough. Homegirl was on her phone. That's rough. Idiot. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Also, <sighs> I feel like you should have like milked it and gotten like free. Oh, ice cream. Chiropractic sessions. A free or grocery run. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the difference. I'm like, you should have got a chiropractor. She Actually, you should a thousand percent get. No, yeah. I mean, even like a small hit and run can cause whiplash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's our, you first, that's our first advice of the episode. Of the day. Yeah. Go to a doctor and Go get a, a report done. Mm-hmm. So you can get it covered. Mm-hmm. And also demand free groceries. <laughs> and get groceries. For a month. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll sue. <laughs> eh, good times. Maybe okay. lighting wasn't good enough in the parking lot. That's a good way to sue. Yeah. Well, I don't think she'd sue the. It'd she probably be the someone. lady, right? Sue someone. Yeah, sue someone. Probably get more money if you sue the grocery yeah. store. Uh, fun fact: that's toxic. I, I won. I won a lawsuit against Edison. Oh shoot! Well, they paid me out. Are you rolling in the dough now? No. <laughs> well, I should have gotten way more, but I they I was so poor, and they were like, "Here's this much money," and I was like, "Wow, here's three hundred dollars!" Yeah, <laughs> cool. Edison. I know. You can afford more. When I fell into the, the manhole. Yeah. My car. Yeah. An excellent tearing it up, by the way. Excellent tearing it up. Also the start of a phobia. So mm-hmm. just still struggle with. Anywho, we want to try to get through two, <laughs> two stories, stories today. today. So let's get into mine. This one is titled, How Do I Deal With Growing Up? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I wish I could help you. <laughs> I still, I still to this day refer to other people as adults or like, I'll be like, oh yeah, when I'm an adult, I'm like, wait. In my head, my parents are adults. Yes. And they're in their 60s. 
I am nowhere near adulting now. Uh, so no, I am a I am a child. So I'm a straight up child. Okay. Oh my gosh, yawning. Not a good sign, Ash. Wake me up. I mean, I'm on coffee number two. I should have got coffee. I got a diet coke instead. Hmm. Anyways, okay. Hi, ladies. Hey. She said she couldn't decide whose name to first. Alphabetical is a good way to go. We are sorry that we put that pressure on you, but also not because all we want is validation that you like us better. I want to know that you like me better. She wants to know that you like her better. Common sense is alphabetical. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Taryn and Ash flow so much better than Ash and Taryn. Ashley and Taryn. Okay, you always say you like being called Ash. I do like being called Ash. Taryn and Ash flows way better. The only way it flows better is because we're calling me Ash. We have currently three people in the studio. No, we're busy. We have to record. No, Ashley, I want to know this. Does Taryn and Ash sound better or Ashley and Taryn? Mandy? Way to put her on the spot. You have to vote. Who's who's been or your get employer out. longer? No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michaela. I don't want to offend Because Mark is logical and knows okay, well, alphabetical. I don't see this going my way, so I'm going to start reading the story. <laughs> okay. I've been going through it these past few weeks, and as I was listening to your podcast today, it dawned on me that I should write in. Hmm. You both give big sister energy, and I think that's what I really need right now. To start, my name is Daisy. I love the name Daisy. I know. It's so cute. And I'm 25 years old. Both of my parents are immigrants. My dad is from Mexico and my mom is from Brazil. I was born and raised in Chicago, but I've lived in Boston for the past four years for work after graduating college in Michigan in 2019. My parents are divorced, but my dad was left with our childhood home, and it's where I always go back when I fly back into Chicago to visit. A few months ago, my dad mentioned to me that in a few years he would like to retire. He's 64 right now. Then he would sell the house and move back to Mexico because it's where all of his family is. My parents, me, and my older brother are the only ones that are in the U.S. Fast forward to last week, I found out that my dad put our house up for sale, thinking it was going to take a year to sell, which, dude, the market right now, houses are selling so fast. Yeah. Yeah. He received five offers way over asking price the very next day. Incredible. He's moving forward with the best offer, and it's looking like the closing on the house will be November 28th. I wouldn't be shocked if someone swooped in with cash and a hundred grand extra. No, literally. (laughs) Literally. And just got the house. I know. What I was mentally preparing for to take years is happening next week, and I'm not adjusting well. I haven't been able to stop crying. I feel like I'm truly grieving the loss of my childhood home and my dad moving to another country all at once. I've tried talking to other people about this, but I feel minimized when they say, oh, well, it's good that he's leaving, or at least he'll be back with his family. I totally understand he'll be happier there. I visit Mexico once every few years to visit family, so I know I can make a trip once a year there. And he sounds happy when he tells me about his plans. So why do I keep crying about this? Memories just keep flooding back to me. I think about how I'm not a kid anymore, watching movies on the couch with my brother or playing in the backyard together or doing homework at the kitchen table. I won't be able to celebrate Christmas with my dad this year because he'll have moved away before the holidays. 
I used to wake up at 5 a.m. with my brother to open presents and show my dad all the cool things we got. He won't be there this time, and I haven't even gotten him a present yet. I'm so heartbroken over next week being the last time I'll ever be in that house again and so sad that it'll be the last time I get to drive around with my dad and go to our favorite restaurants together in Chicago. On top of all of this, I'm applying to graduate school to programs across the U.S., so if I get in, my fiancé and I will have to leave Boston and move somewhere entirely new in July. I also just got engaged this past May and am planning a wedding to get married in April, So there's so much happening and changing this next year, and I don't feel ready for it all. How have you ladies coped with change in your life as you get older? Am I having a quarter-life crisis? Any advice or just kind words would be appreciated. My love language is words of affirmation. We'll get get you there, girl. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for reading this if you do. And also, I'm attaching a photo of me and my fiancé and my wedding dress that I said yes to. (gasps) A few months ago, which I'm so excited because this means we're seeing it. We're seeing him. it before anyone else. I feel honored. Oh my god, it's not loading. Stunning. Oh, I love that. No, literally, I stunning. love that a lot. I love the like. Oh, I don't want to say in case he's listening. <laughs> don't say anything. Well, I love the A-line pleather, <laughs> pleather, the deep <laughs> plunge, the deep plunge. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well you look beautiful yeah dude so that is so much change all at once to Oof. be juggling not only actually i've had a doctor say there's like a couple things in your life that are the most stressful events one of them is having a kid one of them's moving mm-hmm. and i think the third one's getting married mm-hmm. i'm gonna be very honest i'm pretty sure you hit the trifecta on Literally. all of the most stressful life changes She's that you not can have. A kid. Or I'm so sorry. Marriage. <laughs> My brain just went all over the place. What if she I think is I was pregnant talking about she's the like, other podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Get back on track, Ash. You got it. You got it. In summation, <laughs> there are very traumatic things, very stressful things that happen in our lives. One being marriage. One being. Um, I think death, like a, a family Actually, death. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said there was three and then you keep changing them. All this to say I she's going through a lot. You're going through a lot. Okay. <laughs> you're going through a lot. And okay. I do want to clarify though. I'm pretty sure there's like a few. <laughs> there's major stresses in your life. Like marriage. <laughs> like moving. <Shut> like <laughs> You're hitting all of them. And then Death. also on Life. top of it, not only are you moving, but you're losing your childhood home, which is a big change. Yeah. And then not only is your dad moving, but he's moving to a different Far, country. Yeah. That is very extreme. Those everything that's happening right now is in like the extreme category. That is so I mean, I'm 32. <laughs> my parents just sold my childhood house last year. So weird. Yeah. And I'm 32. Yeah. And I honestly, they needed to move. Like, it's a house that, like, it wasn't in a great area. And I'm very happy that they moved. I still feel emotional about it because that was my childhood home. Yeah. It's so natural and it's so normal to be feeling what you're feeling. But you must be feeling it on, like, the end. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It must be so much more stronger for you. And, like... I know marriage is exciting and ha- planning your future with your fiance is exciting, but 
that in itself is a huge change. Like it's still scary and it's totally natural to be nervous about getting married. Like that's a big life change. And then she said she was moving for her master's degree. Is that what it was? Or she was moving for something, something school related, Mm -hmm. which is, and and again, such a huge, big change that you and your fiance might have to move out there. So I think you need to give yourself a break. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All of that to say you are going through it and you need a break. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm chewing on a Tums. She's having acid reflux. We were trying to hide that from you guys. I was, but then I was like, 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 Ashley can't circle for much longer. We're just going to say it. I was trying to keep from having to to say it, but here we are. Um, I mean, the girls are getting it. Yes, I think I think change is hard in general and I I feel like you kind of touched on that. The part that kind of stuck out for me is when she said she feels minimized by other people's reactions to yeah, what she's ew. feeling. And I think that's something I feel like even I went through a period of time where like I was sorting through that because the worse the world gets, and we're so aware of so much stuff going on in the world that's it's just terrible, like awful things. I think sometimes we put this pressure on ourselves where you don't want to like talk about your own stuff because you feel dumb about it. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, you're like, yeah, well, I'm going through a breakup and I'm heartbroken right now. But there are people who are like fighting for their lives. And I mean, there's always this like weird comparison or something that's a big deal to you might not be a big deal for someone else mm-hmm. that doesn't struggle with the same things. Mm-hmm. And so you start to like minimize your problems because you feel dumb in the way that people react. And it is hard like people I think people respond in the best way that they know how. But a lot of times when you're just looking for comfort, someone saying things like that, like, is you you feel dumb because you're like, well, obviously he's going to be happy. Like, obviously I'm happy he's with his family, but I'm having to say goodbye to my dad. Like, that's a hard, hard thing. Yeah. So I will say I I think I've learned to not give people the power to make me feel that way. I I feel like you need to just take ownership of your emotions and know that you are completely valid in feeling anything that you're feeling. And it is a very hard life transition you're going through right now. Um, but if you're – it sounds like you're needing comfort. Mm-hmm. And I would be careful who you give the opportunity to be that for you. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking to people and their response is that, those are not the people you need to go to. Well, it sounds like you need comfort from your dad. Well, I mean, I think her dad is just very focused on this new change. Well, yeah, but like yeah. it's it sounds like, yes, you need to talk to people about it, but it primarily sounds like you need to talk to your dad about it. Yeah. I'm saying in the, she said when she talks to people, people respond like that. Mm. But yeah, no, I mean, I think that's that's also hard because you're taking on, you don't want to like ruin his excitement for this new change, but you're also like, wait... <laughs> I'm sad. I'm not happy yet. 
So yeah, I think talking to him too and and just telling him what you're feeling is I don't know. I think sometimes we we minimize our own stuff so much and I've stopped doing that and I can tell that it's an inconvenience to people, but I don't care anymore. Like I I used to be so worried about like like in this situation being like, well, I don't want to tell my dad I'm struggling because I want him to be happy. Like, I think there's so many times in life we do that. We, like, minimize our own stuff because we don't want to step on other people's things. But I don't think that's necessarily helpful for either of you. I think it's good for your dad to know where you're at. And maybe, like, he'll handle it in a way that is better and checking in on you. But I also think you need to find people who support you and will acknowledge that, like, you're going through a hard time. Yeah, I also think what the scariest thing about your dad moving away is is like you don't know when you're going to see him again mm-hmm. and you don't know how your relationship will be affected by this. So maybe this week or um, in the next few days or so you can like sit down with him and come up with a plan like, hey, like I want weekly FaceTimes or weekly Skype calls where we can like sit and chat and at least I can see your face, you know, mm-hmm. and then I want to know that I'm going to see you. Every six months, Mm -hmm. like whether you come out here and then I come out there the next time or whatever, like I want to know that I'm going to like see you and I want to be able to plan for it. So I feel like having some kind of game plan in place for this upcoming very different year for you Mm -hmm. guys would be very helpful to be like, okay, like I'm still going to see him. I'm still going to talk to him. Um, We have things in play to keep our relationship strong. Yeah, and, like, you get to do new traditions. Like, maybe you guys do Christmas in July and you, like, deck the whole house out with, like, Christmas decorations and you open presents because, like, that's the time that visits mm-hmm. work. Or I think there's lots of things you can do. And and that that stuff will start to work itself out after this transition. But I think right now you need to give yourself space to just, like, mourn mm-hmm. what's going on. I was a mess when we moved out of my house. Like, I remember I cried and I kissed the driveway Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I was just like so sad when I left my house like Ash has just been going through like moving away from her sister and it was like a huge emotional response you had yeah so it's like when life changes it's really hard because I think everything feels so scary and out of control so when things that you you put trust in are also changing you're like I'm falling apart like the ground is not here so I think you need to give yourself space to to realize like it is a lot and you have every right to be struggling but I think you just need to find people that can help you process through that and then once you've mourned and you feel good then start to game plan and put things in motion that you can then um, start to look forward to yeah I also think something that's very helpful when it comes to change like moving um, and saying goodbye to your childhood home is like having like (laughs) I don't want to say memorial service, but like having a moment and like sitting there and like taking it in and mm-hmm. really being there in that moment helps solidify like, okay, I said goodbye. I, I, I did all my things. I can walk away now. Like when my parents are getting rid of their house, me and my sister intentionally went down to have one last night there all together. And we all like something we used to do growing up a lot because my parents love a backyard is we would like sit outside and lay on a blanket and look at the stars because my parents live like more in the deserty area and the sky is big and mm-hmm. always awake and just alive with stars and shooting stars. So like we all put down a blanket, laid down, sat in the yard one last time and looked at the stars. And it was a very nice like thank you house 
for all of the good times, yeah. even the bad. And mm-hmm. see you later. Like, yeah. it, and it ended up being like a very positive, happy moment where I, I can confidently say like, I got to say goodbye to my house yeah. and it, it meant a lot to me. Yeah. So I think something like that would be so nice. I even like wrote on a wall. No, I know. Like I and, wrote a note. And all those things, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you need to do stuff for yourself and not worry about if other people think you're being dramatic or cheesy. Like, do stuff for yourself. Yeah. To process in the way you need to. Exactly, because like you want to process it fully. Yeah. Even like when I got rid of my things. first car, I cried. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's something, it's it's not, it's not unnatural to have feelings towards inanimate objects yeah. that have been there through a good chunk yep. of your life. Like, I lived in my car for a long period of time through college. Like, I was constantly in it, and I was sad to say goodbye to it. Yeah. There's nothing embarrassing about that. Yeah. Same thing with house. And I think if you put a plan in play with your dad, I think that'll be way way easier knowing that that's there also i agree with taryn i think the next year of your life is going to be hectic and it sounds like there's going to be a lot of change a lot of positive change Mm -hmm. but also like some scary change with your dad leaving i think you just need to lean in to every single thing being a little different and trying to trying to make fun out of it yeah like okay if we're having christmas in july then like let's full on do mm-hmm. like a Christmas mm-hmm. in July. Like let's do a tree. Like let's do everything and yeah. make it so fun and 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 just lean into the not normalness of it. Yeah. And make it fun. Yeah. No, I totally agree. But what if you don't take anything from this, just know your feelings are valid mm-hmm. and this is a lot. So process it in the way you need to and bring other people into that process as well that love you and are going to support you and the ones that aren't being loving and supportive Mm. tell them boy bye to suck it and that's all i got for you wow that's all i got too i think you've got that's so exciting though i'm i'm jealous i when i look back i always wish like i would have like moved to a different state or i would have like done so many more like adventurous things and um I think these next years are going to be the ones that you like tell your kids about later. Mm -hmm. But right now it's the scary transition part, but I think it's going to lead to so many beautiful things. I mean, when me and my sister moved to LA together, that was, that's what I'm going to tell my kids about. Yeah. Like it was just the most fun, exciting thing. Yeah. And it was just a wild ride for me. But it was a really hard transition for you. Not the second one, the first one, like leaving my parents' house and going to, I guess I consider where my school was. It's technically L.A. County. So in my head, I was moving to L.A. It It was a very outskirt region of L.A. Yeah. But yes. But that move to L.A., she had a really hard time with because of leaving friends and it felt like different. And but then now it's like the best thing that could have happened for you. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, well, thank you so much for writing in. Yes, and ma'am. You got this. Yeah. Also, your dress is so pretty. Yeah, you look hot. I can't wait. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get into my story. You ready? This is a different topic. Not different topic, but different from what we were just talking about. Okay. Cool. Hey, girls. I've been a longtime listener and love the podcast and both of you very dearly. For the sake of paranoia and anxiety, I would, surprise, surprise, like to stay anonymous. Sorry, I know you guys love names. It's okay. We'll forgive you this no, one time. No, honestly. This one time. No, we love we love our anonymous crew. I'm wearing my anonymous crew neck. <laughs> Whoa. Anonymous crew, anonymous crew neck. Wow. 
Never put that together. I actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Also, Continue. we might have some fun things coming. Yeah. Okay. I'm writing in today because I'm currently having some second thoughts about the career path that I've chosen. To give you some backstory, I started at a community college and didn't really have a specific direction in mind. Oh my God, me. <laughs> Anyways, continuing. I didn't feel pressured to choose a major and was just trying to focus on the general classes that were required. Once I graduated with my associates, the plan was to move to a four-year school to focus on a major and get my bachelor's degree. One day, my mom randomly suggested that I check out speech therapy and after doing some research, I liked it well enough and just went for it. To be a speech therapist, you need to get your bachelor's and master's degree, so it was another four years of school for me. Getting my master's was probably the hardest thing I've ever done academically in my life. The competition was fierce and the workload was insane, but I did well and graduated successfully. Congratulations. Congratulations. I am now 30 years old and have been working in this field for over five years, and I'm pretty good at what I do. I work in a preschool for children with special needs and have started to come into my own as a professional. However, I'm starting to worry that I chose a career path before I even really knew who I was. I am a socially anxious germaphobe. This did not get better after the pandemic, and I've been struggling with my mental health this past year. I'm also starting to realize that there are other fields that I'm way more interested in. For instance, I'm a huge book nerd and would love to work in publishing or even publish my own book one day. Fun fact, I actually wrote a novel during the pandemic and fell in love with the writing process. It's not that I don't find my current job rewarding or interesting. There are many days where I really enjoy what I do and I like working with the kids. However, I'm not really thrilled with everything that goes on behind the scenes at my company. For example, the pay for a therapist in a school is pretty low, and schools in my area are currently experiencing a major staff shortage. This means that on top of my full schedule and responsibilities, it is often just expected that I take on tasks that do not pertain to my job. Most of these tasks are very simple, but they take up valuable paperwork and appointment time. I've just found myself speaking very negatively about everything that pertains to work, and I generally just dread going there every single day. I know it sounds like a problem with where I work specifically, and that may be the case for some things, but I am pretty sure I will encounter these problems everywhere I work. If I did have the courage to pursue something else, I don't know how I would break it to my parents who put forth so much time and effort for me to get the education that I did. Not to mention the insane student loans that I am still currently paying off. My husband and I are planning to start a family soon, and I am sort of freaking out that I am just now realizing I'm unhappy in my career choice. I guess I'm having some type of quarter-life crisis and was wondering what you guys would do in my situation or any advice that you have to offer. Thank you so much. Love, Anon. Wow. This is honestly, it's kind of, I feel like ours were both people who are like, am I going through a quarter life crisis? Yes. Um, In very different ways. Yeah. But both experiencing some, some major shifting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like, well, first of all, I love speech therapists. I work a lot with speech therapists in what I do and specifically like the preschool age. Um, and I know that they're there's an influx of 
kids who have speech and language delays, like mm-hmm. since COVID, it's just like off the charts. Also inevitable. Yeah. So um, I know like your field, like I get what, it is a rewarding field because it's so needed. And it's obviously something like you went into being interested in. So like there was a passion there at some point. So I would be interested to see if you changed up what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, speech therapy, you can charge a pretty penny if you do like private speech like lessons with specific families and kids. So I want I really want to say I'm really I love that you said that because I was that was my yeah? advice I was going to say. Oh, wow. Same page, Josh. Um, we can say that we can later. But wow. Yeah. Weird. So I like for me, if I look at your situation, just like totally like outside perspective, objectively, I was my first thought was like, well, why don't you look into doing private speech therapy? That was exactly (laughs) my thought. Uh, And and starting to pursue some stuff on the side to see if do I really like this? Do I really want to get into it? Also, if you're thinking about having a family, like what a perfect way to like set your own schedule. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, that's always been my dream. Like, once I have kids, I've always thought that I'll go back into getting my final classes to be a licensed um, psychologist Mm -hmm. because um, I was like, I could just work for a private practice and have, like, sessions while the kids are at school, but Mm -hmm. then, like, be able to be home or – so I think there's so so much flexibility with doing the private Mm -hmm. speech therapy lessons, and I know it's so needed, and I know that – there are people that would pay out of pocket for just, you know, that on the side. So, um, yeah, I would be interested because, I mean, like, for me, I I still do what I'm passionate about and, like, what my job was. But I also wanted to pursue the podcast and, like, doing some stuff on my own. So I kind of just shifted, like, my schedule around so that I could do both. And I've never been happier because yeah. I feel like it, it – ignited just my spark back in general yeah so now I'm like so much more invested in everything I do because I'm happy and I'm kind of meeting all of like my passions you know so and while getting money and insurance and all the things that like I need so that is my like initial thing and it sounds like I mean sounds like we thought the same thing it was the first thing that came to my head it I agree with Taryn. There was passion there in the beginning. It sounds like what's happened is the company that you work for has kind of drained the light out of something that you used to be passionate about. Mm -hmm. And how cliche is that? That is so normal. Um, You're not always fascinated by the work that you do. We don't always love our jobs. We understand that. But I do think there is a very simple solution to this. And I love that Taryn saw it too. Um, It is... I think you are in the perfect position to to start a small business. Mm-hmm. Like you can create your own company where you can work from home. You can do video chats. You can even go to their homes or they can come to you, whatever you feel more comfortable with. Um, and you just become a private speech therapist. Um, I know plenty of people whose kids had to go to speech therapists. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like just listening, just just briefly listening to your story, I feel like it would be a much more impactful and efficient use of your time to actually have them one-on-one than to maybe have a few at a time, yeah. than to maybe have to watch kids during recess, which is not your job. Um, all of that takes up time 
And I think the simple solution would be to to do it yourself independently. Yeah. That's scary. Yes. But guess what? You don't have kids yet. And guess what? Yeah. Like this is the time to take risks and mm-hmm. do stuff because it gets a lot scarier when you add in one, two, yeah. three kids. I don't know what your plan is or what you're, you and your husband are thinking. But um, I feel like now is the time that you sit down and and you take this jump slash risk. Obviously, clue your husband in on what you may yeah. or may not do. Um but if you guys are good with that, set up a little home office. You can you can create your own website and you can even explain to people like you used to work in, you know, schools and and you had a really hard time with, you know, understaffing. And that's the most understandable yeah. thing I've ever heard. And it's obviously very common in every company right now. Um, and then I really quickly wanted to say an example is my mom. So my mom used to be a music teacher. She used to work in public schools hated it and she's the most passionate person when it comes to music like she believes every kid is musically inclined it's just about finding their gift and discovering what it is that they were given as a musical gift um she couldn't stand it in schools she was given no money she was given no time she was supposed to teach these kids how to read music and there was like 30 kids at a time and they she had no control over the classroom she was not given the tool she needed she started teaching privately before she had kids and then, guess what? She started teaching privately full-time from my house. I grew up with my mom teaching music lessons in our yeah. house always. Yeah. And we would go to school. She would teach kids that were homeschooled. She'd come pick us up from school. We'd go downstairs. We'd feed ourselves. We'd do homework. We'd watch TV. And she'd be teaching the entire time. And it honestly, it was great. Like, yeah. it was the perfect situation for her. She got to be a mom. And she got to work from home. And she got to do something she loved. Yep one-on-one without any kind of control from another company. Yeah. And I think this is the answer for yeah. you. And I, lo- I love when I can use like my work knowledge with yes. podcast stuff because it's like my a bridge, both best of Two both worlds. worlds. Wow, we can't talk. Um, so private schools do not get state funding, which means they don't have access. A lot of private schools don't have access to any kind of like sped, like special education classes. Mm-hmm. So... I've known like there's there's a very highly respected speech pathologist that we've created a relationship with. So she if we know there are kids that are struggling with speech, which, like I said, is off the charts right now, mm-hmm. we will refer them to her. And she comes onto our campus and does privates like after school. Mm-hmm. And she's created that relationship with our school. And since we don't have. Um, those resources in general, we we a lot of times will send families to her. So her client list is always like pretty solid because we have a lot of kids in our preschools that need speech therapy. Mm-hmm. So something like that, I would highly recommend. 100%. Um, and a lot of times like kids that are in private school, like the parents are like, money's not an, uh, an issue. Like we want to just pay for like whatever's going to be best for our kids and they don't want to go through the public school system. Mm-hmm. So that would be the thing I would start to do. Now is the best time to do it. I would find schools. I would schedule meetings with like the directors of the preschools, sit down with them, share your heart, share what your your experience is, what you what you're looking to do, um, and then start to form relationships. And I feel like once you find like your right like outlet, it's going to just, it's going to blossom. Yeah. And then it'll just be really interesting to know, like, once it's your thing, you're in charge of, like, your tools that you're bringing to the session, where you're having the session, 
who, what kids you're having the sessions with. And, and that can be something that you're good at and passionate about and it provides money and your schedule will be different. Like maybe you only do sessions Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then the other days you work on writing, you work on publishing, you work on maybe volunteering for a place and like also exercising the other passions. Yeah. It'll be interesting if you kind of like broaden in that way. If you start to, again, like I said, like what happened with me, like all of a sudden I was like so excited to do everything because I felt like I was exercising so many things that like I had my attention, you know? Yeah, and you mentioned what Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and that sparked something. Like this doesn't have to be a drastic, I quit, I'm starting my own company. You can move to part-time. Like you can do Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the school and then you can on the your off days, like start your own business. Like you can slowly start. And I think something that my mom, I think, I think unintentionally did. But now that I know her, she is incredible and probably planned this whole thing out. Um, She I think I think being involved in the school still is a great way to market your company. Yeah. And just be like, hey, I I do speech, you know, therapy here. I also do it from home. If there's a better time that's that's better for you and your kid and your family and your lifestyle, I'd be happy to schedule something privately. Just let me know. And that's when like word of mouth takes off. Yeah. Like all of a sudden parents have an option to not have to do it right after school. Like a lot of parents have jobs mm-hmm. and they can't run back to go like be at this appointment. So I think uh, I think possibly going to part time. And then being able to say, I also do private yep. lessons is a phenomenal yeah. opportunity to market yourself where uh, your audience is. And yeah. I say audience because I'm stuck in a YouTube world, but like yeah. <laughs> that's where your demo is and that's where you should be yeah. like pitching yourself. I just think it's so important like to, and we've talked about this before, it's okay to acknowledge that a job is a job mm-hmm. and it provides security, it provides benefits and money but if you're feeling like you're drowning or you're wanting other things like you don't have to do drastic things some people are lucky enough to be passionate about their jobs Mm -hmm. and they love every day of their life with work other people they're talented in things and work is work and when they get off that's when like the fun starts Mm -hmm. so it's okay for things to be either or and it's okay to also like still pursue what you have schooling in and you've done, but start to dip your toe in stuff and see like what it is. Like maybe maybe just volunteering once a week at a publishing place and getting a little taste of that is gonna be the thing that just, it like helps you to find your joy again. I completely forgot it doesn't, about the publishing wanting to write an, or writing a novel. Yeah. Like, there's no way you can't do, or there's, there's no way, there's no reason why you can't do that on the yeah, side. I yeah. said that weird. I'm so sorry. No, but like, there's no there's way you no can do There's no reason it. why you can't do that. Yeah. And if you do go and start your own business working independently, guess what? That gives you so much more time to do that on the mm-hmm. side. You can totally do all of it. And what and if I'm you so write, stoked for your future now. What this if you great. write like a really cool book that is geared towards preschool kids mm-hmm. and it is exercising speech techniques within the way it's written. Like there, the sky is the limit of how things can crisscross then together. You, then you start but marketing you have that to at try. the school. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm just saying. What a beautiful I should be your future. life coach. I have, if you're in California, let me know. I got some connects for she's you. Getting, she's getting her coaching from us. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this can apply to anybody too if you're just struggling with that work yeah. passion dynamic. You just got to you got to prioritize exercising it, whether it's, 
you know, on the times you're off work or if you go down on your whatever it is, whatever mm-hmm. makes sense for you. Um, it, I think it's just important that you're you're prioritizing it. A hundred percent. I think anyone can do stuff like this. It's it's never a bad thing to challenge yourself in new ways and try new things. But I do I sh- I do want to emphasize again, you don't have kids. You really are in the prime position. Yeah. You've been doing this for long enough so that you have experience. You're qualified. You have the certifications. Um, this is the prime time to make a jump and do something mm-hmm. drastic before uh, before kids. Yeah, like this. Oh, this is prime time. I love speech. I'm so people. excited. I literally have like four screenings, speech screenings with this speech pathologist that I'm obsessed with. I like once a year I have her come and like screen kids so parents can sign up. Like it's just you just gotta find you gotta find people and make those relationships. For sure. And then you're in. Oh you my know? God. Ah, oh my God. This. Wow. Wow. Um, well, thank you so much to everybody for writing in. Yes. Thank you to everybody for listening. Yes. Um if Something sparked in your mind. You're like, I wish I could talk to them about this. Yeah. Just write it in. Yeah. Also embarrassing stories. Also, like, it doesn't have to be serious things. It can be like a weird work situation or a family member that did something weird. We love all the things. Or challenge us with a brand new topic. (laughs) Yeah. Be like, you've never talked about this. Yeah. Um, okay, I have a I have a dad joke. Of course you do. Duh. Uh, this is another one. I feel like I've been do. I've done so many. I wish I could add it up. How many episodes have we had? Uh, what episode are we on, Michaela? One ninety-seven. <gasps> We're 197? so close! Wow, almost two hundred. We need to do like a fun video. We or should. Something. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? I don't know. Cake. I'll jump out of a cake. I'll shock you and jump. We'll jump out of a cake. <laughs> It'll be a big cake. I was gonna say to fit this backside in a cake, no, it needs to be two, two human the size beings of this in room. It? Okay, um, but all this to say, I've said so many dad jokes. Like I feel like I'm gonna repeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, why should you always knock on the refrigerator door before opening it? I don't know. Just in case there's a salad dressing. Ah, oh, that's good. <laughs> Guys, but, um, if you made it to the dad joke, we love you the mostest. No news here. Um, be sure to follow us on YouTube. We record every episode. Follow us on Instagram. Um, we also have our own personal Instagrams. We also have our own personal YouTube channels. Follow us on all of the things. Yeah. Also, we have a TikTok. So check us out on yeah. TikTok. All the advice on Always. all the platforms. Yes. Um, we love that you guys get your therapy from us. And uh, we'll talk to you guys in the next episode. We'll see you coming soon. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Bye.